0: welcome to nudia's mastermind this podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets a space where i invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area a space where we will share their champion stories including the wins and the highs but also the lows and the challenges yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives also sharing our why sharing what fulfills us Because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nudia's Mastermind. I am so delighted and excited to have someone I truly admire on my show today. Danny Young, welcome to my podcast today.
1: Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: (laughs) So I have to tell you, I want to share with everybody the way we met. But before that, I want to tell you that you actually were in my living room as a young kid with totally awesome computers.
1: PC laptops. Or PC laptops. Totally awesome was was one of my friends. He had a computer company, but we ended up taking over. This stuff so
0: were you guys together at one point or no
1: no we were like two car dealerships
0: i okay. was like i was like
1: the harley dealer and he was like the chevy dealer
0: bc laptops and it, it's been a long i just remember watching you on tv
1: 31 years ago that's when i started
0: yeah as a kid and i was like so when i met you i'm like i used to watch this guy on tv yeah. a long time. um it's a long time you're a very successful entrepreneur. And so when I met you, I was like, this is, this is super fun and awesome. And then to fast forward, then I joined a mastermind called Avengers and you were a speaker and you're very involved with that group and you're a part of that crew. And so that's how I got to meet Dan and you are someone who is very well known in our community, not only for your success, but also you are a giver and I see your heart And I see how much you want to help people and you give some amazing advice on finance and crypto and and a lot of, I just really appreciate and respect who you are and how much you want to help others. And so welcome Dan.
1: Yeah, happy to help.
0: (laughs) So let's start off by you just sharing a little bit of your history, your story.
1: Okay, here's the quick one. So I grew up in Los Angeles, immigrant parents, um, super poor, right? My mom had a count uh, change. We're counting change in the laundry room. You know, when you pick it out of your pockets so we could buy f- extra food and snacks and stuff. Uh, very rough childhood. Became a delinquent teenager. Liked to party too much, all this crazy stuff, you know. Got in big trouble and then moved to Utah and then pushed a reset of my life in Utah at age 15 and a half. Um, got my own apartment out here in Utah, which is cool. And um, started learning to sell on the phone and in the mall, all kinds of crazy jobs. And that's how I got into tech. Um, So uh, the business that I worked for went bankrupt, but I had sold about 20,000 computers. So my old boss said I could have the database. So I cold called all 20,000 people over like four years of these customers that have bought from this bankrupt computer place. And I said, Hey, if you have a computer I sold you, I'm going to give you a lifetime warranty. Here's my beeper number. I don't have a
0: <laughs> beeper
1: Beeper. pager. So um, the first year I lost 27,000 in the red. It's wow. really bad. Um, the second year we did a million in ref. So
0: wow. And cool. you were 20, how old?
1: Uh, was well, 21, about 21. That's uh, huge. Yeah. Most
0: 21 year olds are not doing that.
1: Yeah pay the bills you know. yeah <laughs> but it was it was cool though Impressive. yeah it did good yeah
0: and then what what happened after that
1: oh so well I, I met my mentor actually um he was a customer and uh he's like dude let's go get some Chinese food and you like Chinese food I'm like of course I like <laughs> <laughs> so we go grab some like mediocre Chinese food and I go what do you do he goes well I sold my tech company uh, where he goes, I had computer stuff, tech stuff uh, in North Carolina. And I go, well, uh, how did you do? He goes, oh, I exited at age 40 for 2.4 billion. I kept 400 million in cash and stock. And he goes, I had, he said he had 25,000 employees at the time of his exit, uh, publicly wow. traded everything. And he goes, I'll show you to do this now as you know and you guys know if you do a million in revenue doesn't mean you're making a million bucks right because you have operating costs that means you're making one hundred fifty thousand. you know yeah you're not making a million dollars right you You want to
0: strive for the higher margin but yes it takes a minute
1: you always see people saying oh i've done you know 100 million 200 million it's like yeah it's revenue it's not procure profit you got operating costs yeah so
0: I want to no know profit. I'm like, tell, yeah. you, tell me your profit. <laughs> <Who cares?
1: laughs> so, um, so what's cool after, for, after three years of coaching from this mentor, I actually had a million dollars in liquidity. I mean, actual like cash and stocks and, you know, then, then I was a millionaire because, you know, but three years after meeting a mentor, you know, wow. so I was like 24 or something like that, 24 or 525. So, um, That's why I got into mentoring, you know, informally and trying to help um, entrepreneurs. Like you, we had a lot of talks about how to scale and stuff. Yes. I'm not into really billing people because I have a lot of different companies. I have tech companies, the hedge fund, crypto hedge fund, and a bunch of real estate projects, development, all that. So really, it is reciprocal in that when I help people, they talk to people and they talk to people and people know people across the whole world. And I have people like considering like investing in our hedge fund or whatever it is. And it's funny. I was just telling you about a girl who, like, came like me in the gym. Hey, I saw your TV commercial. Hey, and yeah. then we start talking about crypto hedge fund. And then she mentioned your name. Yeah. I'm like, well, ask her if we're legitimate or if we ripped her off. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, because, but when you help people, it spreads through time to, over the decades and it builds this, build your luck. If you're, if you've been a good person, you know. Yeah. If you help people.
0: I love that, and I love that's a huge value to you. Mm-hmm. And so, you were a 24 year old who had one million dollars liquid.
1: Pretty liquid. Well, I didn't want to cash. dump my stock.
0: And <laughs> and tell me a little bit of like, what was the next step for you? Did you reinvest it in the company? Did you start investing to build your wealth? Like, how did you take the million bu- bucks and? Made it to where you are today.
1: Okay, so I did some stupid stuff too. I'll tell you because <laughs> it always sounds like it's all roses, right? Yeah,
0: there's thing, always pain.
1: First thing I did because I was dumb I was like, I bought a Ferrari, a 360 Modena convertible. <laughs> and it's
0: like cars, though. Yeah, I mean,
1: a red one. I bought a red yeah. Ferrari, um, which was at first I thought stupid, but the dealer's like, dude, bro, I'm giving you it for sticker price, so. You're doing really good. What was crazy, though, when I bought this red Ferrari, I sold it 90 days later for eighty thousand dollars more than I paid for it. That's great. So it wasn't stupid. Yeah. So then I realized, (laughs) if I can get into high demand stuff, I can drive these things for under a thousand miles and have like four Lambos and Ferraris and horses, and if they're in demand, I can maybe drive it for free or make some money. Mm -hmm. so that's why i always have like six cars seven cars because and i drive them if you talk to my tax accountant uh she's like you drive them pretty much for free and you make a little on top of that you know yeah during COVID, i think driving exotic cars during COVID, right the whole lockdown thing i think i made almost over a million dollars driving cars what yeah
0: that's amazing
1: just crazy like porsche gt3s and you know stuff that people are on a waiting list on the economy is crappy now so it's like hard to do but yeah when the demand was high right wow yeah but i digress let's go back to what i did though with the money so first things first was real estate so my mentor guy is like dude you need to get a house and i'm like yeah i want to get a house (laughs) because i was renting right yeah and so i went to sugar house utah i wanted to live there i like that area and i found a duplex for 57.9 much you cost? Oh my god! This is 92, 92 90, 94, 94.
0: are I big a big uh, part of our audience is in real estate, so uh, this is just funny. I'm sure many of you laughed.
1: So my payment at the time, I think, was like four seventy five plus.
0: That is insane. I had to buy
1: some. I didn't put enough down, so I had to buy some like title insurance or something. You know, it, right? Whatever it is, right? Some sort of something, right? PMI.
0: Um. So mortgage insurance. You had yeah, to buy. yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. Some sort of that. So. <laughs> I bought that place, but then I rented out half of it for so 450 smart. a month. Yes. Um, but the guy's like, can you give me it for 400 a month? I'm like, if you do all the property maintenance, like okay. mow the lawn, pull the weeds, everything, take out the garbage for me. <laughs> That's <laughs> so That's awesome. <laughs> so he gave me 400 and the payment's like 400 So I live there like 75 bucks a month. And then what's crazy is three years later, some old guy with his daughter's knocks on the door. I'm like, hello? And he's like, hey, my daughters are going to go to the University of Utah. We'll give you 179000 right now to buy your place. And I'm like,
0: sold! <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you don't even need to ask me yeah. twice.
1: So then that's I flipped, awesome. then I, you know, 1031. Uh, well, actually with this one, no, I bought another house in Sandy and then just kept doing real estate. And then I started buying more commercial real estate as the business started doing good. And that's how I got okay. into commercial real estate.
0: Okay. Would you say that you're... Allocation in real estate is a large portion of your
1: 75%.
0: Buckets. 75%. That's huge.
1: People think, so like, you believe in real estate. Yes. Like, no, real estate's great. Look at all the old people. Like, when people are like 70 years old or whatever, 80, mm-hmm. like, are you going to run a tech company or like what you do, you got to run your company? Like when you're like, no, no, you just got to have a bunch of real estate portfolio. You could have a management company. You have a family office and you're just going to enjoy the money flowing and give it to your grandkids or whatever. That's
0: fantastic. I didn't realize that you were 75%.
1: Trying to get even more though. As I, as I get older.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about the growth of your business. So you make the million dollars, you buy buy the Ferrari, then you go. In. And by the way, I thought for some reason I always in my head, which was what how I introduced you is that you had both. Like to me, you were the bone owner of both totally awesome computers and PC laptops.
1: No, no. So I
0: always confused that, but they closed um,
1: and we took over the leases, so we got all the.
0: Money. Okay, maybe maybe that's what something, but um, but. Come, or t- tell me a little bit of you, you start investing in real estate, you buy the car and then take me through a little bit of that journey of the growth of your company.
1: So the big one was hiring help and opening more, this is retail locations, right? Peace lap is you go into a retail store. Um, so what I started doing though, the big one is buying the buildings that we occupy as tenants. Mm, yes. So I just started buying them. And a lot of these landlords didn't want to sell. Um, But you know, like I talked about the duplex, how you get collect rent, yes. and it pays your debt service, right? Your mortgage payment. Our buildings all got that way too. Yeah, great. so we have this like one of our buildings, the debt service is a lot. It's a five and a half acre, fifty thousand square footer, right? So it's a lot. The debt service is thirty grand, but I collect seventy five thousand a month in rent.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: So cash flows after expense 40,000 after maintenance and property tax, you know. So like. It doesn't take a lot of real estate due time um, to do really well. You know, that's so that's that's the big one. If you're a business owner and you have retail, I would or, or an office like you do. I would suggest buying you wherever you're staying. eventually. OK, you know? buying the building, hypercritical. And you get a big tax deduction off that real estate, too. You know, so you pay less taxes and you could live there almost rent free. And maybe you get to the point usually through time where you have the rents are high enough that you're actually cash flowing. Wow. So you free money. Yeah. You know. So it's it's crazy. And you don't have to go nuts. I just say if you operate a business, try to make it a goal to buy one piece of real estate a year. If it's a good economy, two, three, four, you know. That's if it's a if it's bad economy, buy one little tiny thing. Device. But it's all mathematics based. Does it have good not net operating income, cap rates, right? All that stuff. You guys can Google that. Yeah. And cash flow, you know? Yes. You know, that's the key.
0: So smart and so young, like most 24, 25 year olds are not anywhere thinking of these things.
1: Just talk it's, hang out with old people.
0: <laughs> who inspired you to think differently?
1: Two people. So that first mentor, Mike, that's okay. awesome. He's my next door neighbor now. Still old that's guy. Awesome. And then what's funny is actually Tony Robbins. Um, I bought his tape course and I you know the QVC channel, like the home shopping. Yes. He actually talked to me on that channel. I called in. I kept trying to dial in. And he's like, hey, what do you do, man? And I'm like, I'm going to be worth $50 million in a few years. And he's like, you can do it. That's awesome. So he's like, did you buy my course? I'm like, yeah. Personal power, too. Okay. That's great. So Tony's great. You just came back with Tony.
0: Yeah. It was all about finance, too. So
1: He's great, huh? We had
0: some incredible conversations. I feel like I'm getting the best out of Tony right now. Yeah. Right. Because he's mastered so many things now. Obviously, he has more knowledge, more wisdom than ever before. And I feel like he's become this incredible human being. Yeah. And who knows how much longer he's going to be able to play that full out? So I'm like so grateful that I really feel like I'm getting the very best.
1: You're helping people too, so I'm proud oh, of you. Thank you. You know, so like podcast, everything
0: <laughs> Yes, I want to help bring truth to people Mm. you know and and there's just a lot of there's a lot of pretense out there there's a lot of content out there and it's important for me for people to know from others who have really been there uh if you like you've hired you've had mentors and coaches I've had coaches and I always want to surround myself with people who have been there not someone who just knows something
1: there's a lot of well you know with social media but this is kind of crazy so you know all those mastermindy type of people out there you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. did you know that like 90 percent plus of those people men and women are over leveraged and and are really like one month away from bankruptcy what yeah fake yeah yeah they don't have they don't really have um like our hedge fund like When people invest in our hedge fund, they have to be—they have to prove accreditation, meaning they have to have um, a, a personal net worth of a million dollars besides their personal residence, right? Yeah. So we know everybody inside our fund is actually someone who can write a big check, right? Yes. Which is cool. That's why a lot of people have been wanting to join because they're like, wait, these people are kind of vetted already. Like, there's nobody who can fake it in here. Yes. Right. Um, but a lot of these social media influencers. I'm going to point one out, but a lot of them, it's like fake Eiffel Tower in, in Vegas, you know, like fake Italy, fake. Yeah. It's just a facade. But a lot of times they don't have that real fundamental experience or actual net worth.
0: You said 90%. I'm still blown away. But I mean, I know there's a lot of fake out there. Oh, um, inauthentic, but wow, that's insane.
1: I see um, and it goes
0: to show you of paint who are you paying attention to
1: yeah
0: and and I remember so coming back from that mastermind when we met, and I had the honor to sit next to Dan, you guys on the plane. and of course, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, again, I admire you. I look up to you, and so um I had certain questions for you about my business and you you gave me some great advice. And I just remember coming back and that's something I do. I like to take major action. And so I started building more of my Salesforce, more of my team, you know, you it, it. it was, it was good. And so I really appreciate your willingness. And for anyone who's listening, just really like the biggest thing for me to you is watch out of who you're listening to. Who are you taking advice from? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And just to come back to you, this fund, you know, this crypto fund that you guys had. I'm like, I'm new at crypto. I don't know much about crypto. I feel like I'm at the very beginning, but the first thing for me is who? And it was like, well, Dan, Bridger, their masters, I trust them. And I know I can help grow my wealth and as I'm learning about it.
1: Dude, this so- is this is important. You asked me before I actually went on the podcast of, do you invest in private? Investments, right? Like yeah, fund VC money and angel investing and that kind of. Thing. There's a rule that I recommend everybody follows. First is what I call the wake. You know, when you have a boat like at Lake Powell, right? You're the lake and you got a wake, yes. right? So good people leave good things in their wake. Meaning, if you go to LinkedIn, they'll if they've been around a long time and they've worked that social media channel, they have testimonials that are public reviews about them, right? And what they've done. Right. Yes. And if you don't have a bunch of those, I definitely get them from people you've worked with, you know, hey, I'll write one for you. You write one for me from real life experience. Right. And the farther that goes back, you know, some people are younger, so it's hard to go far back. But if you're like 30, 40 stuff, you should have try to build a historical story of what's happened. Um, you can also Google people and you can see a lot of their litigation claims. So if they've been sued by the government for fraud or by people. then they're probably going to do that to you right yes if they have a clean record so if they have 100 pending lawsuits through all of history and settled or whatever that means people are legally engaging them for something bad do you see what i'm saying yeah red flag yeah yeah so so bad people leave dead bodies in their wake Mm -hmm. so if they're a murderer (laughs) i say they're gonna leave dead bodies yeah but then don't hang out with those people right So anything you're thinking about investing in or getting involved with the people you get to hang out with, do a little bit of diligence. I mean, a little investigation on like, who are these people long-term? And if they're older, if they have a decade or two or three of experience of good things they've done for the community, they've provided good jobs and no, one's going to be perfect. I get it. Right. And I'm all about second chances for people that were bad kids or whatever, you know, but you really want to know who you get to get involved with and who you let influence in your mind mm-hmm. you know yeah because everybody can talk the talk everybody can put up the facade but what happens when time tests that relationship that engagement the results right yeah that's
0: that incredible. that's so good and i mean even when crypto is not doing so well right now you just told me that our the fund that i invested in with you guys we're up 30
1: this year's but get over 30 this year so um, which
0: is un- unbelievable when i just came back from you know an yeah. event that all everyone's talking about how crypto's just gone down i mean i'm just like i know i made the right decision because i'm surrounding myself with the
1: right people well this is like anything right now we are entering into recessionary times right yeah but i tell you i've made most of my money during like 2008 2001 during the pandemic during the very beginning
0: yeah, you so, said you had your best years. During oh, the in two
1: years, I did better like 30 years. Yeah, I mean, because everything was like, do you saw that flash sale on everything where everyone was just dumping? Every, in the very beginning, just for like a month, like crazy drop and everything. Yeah. And I did 17 real estate transactions during that fear time. I stealing property, like literally because people were just dumping. Wow. They thought the world was over. We were all going to die. I'm like, we ain't going to die. We're going to, you know, maybe we die, but not today. <laughs>
0: You know, <laughs> you know, so good. and even coming back from this event, that was huge for me of really seeing that whenever there is fear, that there lies opportunity. So when consumers are fearful, when when people are fearful, there's always opportunity. And on the other side, it's like, I need to make sure to keep this, my mind on on the with the right positive outlook and perspective and optimism because i don't want to get into a fear state myself yeah, right
1: yeah.
0: um and like the last few months obviously in, in real estate we, we've had quite the winter yeah and you have to After you know after the pandemic you were yeah. mentioning to me earlier
1: revenue yeah was a big adjustment or yeah. the recession like consumers minds you know
0: yes and so, adjusting to that, and pivoting, and having to cut costs, and all those things that come—that are—is a part of an entrepreneur journey. Uh, but also being like, "Oh my gosh, my cash is <laughs> decreasing. I'm watching my it,
1: my cash." It's a simple formula: revenue, operating costs. So, if you're a business owner, you understand you sell a certain amount, make a certain amount of profit, but you have a certain amount of Operating costs, employees, yeah. rent, all those kinds of things. When your revenue drops, you just need to make sure that you appropriately adjust the operating costs. But you got to be careful not to totally murder marketing and things that are important that bring in lead flow and, and firing like your best salespeople or something stupid like that. Like, I
0: know, I'm like, no.
1: So what you want to do is you want to keep revenue generating things going and remove frilly things, you know? Same thing with your personal lifestyle, right? If you know you're living in a home that you shouldn't, it's too big. You if you're live, if you're driving too many cars that you are losing money on, right? You should basically go to what I say is like <laughs> a, a couple eggs and ramen noodles a day type of living as far as your expenses, though. Yeah, really batten down the hatches, though. Work extra high performance, you know, and then lower your expense rate. And then all that extra money you have, you should be buying, putting into smart investments good stocks primarily real estate opportunity maybe 5 10% into into crypto if you have the correct people to manage it home gamers usually lose a lot you know when you see people getting into real estate or stock trading or crypto trading on their coinbase on their they always lose money like cuz that's not what they yeah. do it's not a business they're just dabbling yeah, but whenever you dabble, that's like going to Vegas and I don't know throw it on red and just hope. Like that's why you should always work with people that are pros that have track record. There, it,
0: there are very little amount of people that I know that are super wealthy based on trading. Yeah, trade. like Paul Tudor Jones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he he's built uh, himself in in trading, but he's a, he's a master genius. And maybe like one more person that I know who's actually done really well studied it a lot, but I, I I'll share this quick story with you. I was uh, getting my nails done and this young kid is telling me how he's going to invest all his money in crypto and that he's going to start trading it all. And I'm my internal systems, like alarm, alarm, (laughs) alarm, you know, and um, young kid wants to just make money. We're, We're very ambitious when we're younger And, but are very stupid too. And so I just said to him, that's probably not the, you know, I give him a piece of my advice. Like I wouldn't do that. I've never seen somebody that's really become a millionaire and build their sustainable wealth based on trading crypto. So I suggest you could just continue learning. Right. So I'm like, there's just so much bad education out there or pictures that are being painted to these kids of how to get rich overnight, how to, you know, build your wealth overnight or become a famous TikToker or whatever it is, where like the reality of it is like it's less than like 0.5% of someone that's going to really succeed in something like that. What would you have, what would you say to those people that are excited about the shiny new toy or the new thing, or even like the overnight get 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 rich overnight? type of mentality
1: just hang out with older wealthy people
0: i love that. and just
1: ask them how'd you do it so if like i would recommend trying to find entrepreneurs you can find younger ones in their 20s right and you know in 30s but i'd say 40 years old plus because they've been through multiple cycles and hard times right i love that so find mentors that are 40 year old plus find out how you can help them maybe there's a charity you can volunteer at or something maybe they need some help. Maybe you can be an apprentice or work for them or something and get mentored. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that my mentorship, like minimum requirement is 20 years of track record minimum, Mm -hmm. preferably some of most of my mentors have like 30, 40 years now because they're older. But if they've survived 40 years and become an old man or woman and have built a great empire, you know, then they've
0: done something right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But then they know how to avoid the, the problems. Right. And, yeah. and nothing is. I would say it's not not a never, but get rich quick is very rare. Um, getting wealthy slowly and consistently feels the best because you're building a foundation. It's the old biblical saying. Are you building your home on sand, your castle on the sand or on the rock? Build it on the rock. <laughs> Because yes. when the wind blows and all those kind of things, you gotta get, get to be appreciating that uh, stability you've built foundationally.
0: That's amazing. I love that advice. And just to switch it back to your entrepreneur journey and your incredible successful business. So you built it up. Now, how many locations do you have? And perhaps it's not measured by locations, but tell tell us now after how many years and this is where you are today?
1: So we have eight locations and PC Laptops is actually our smaller company. I like it because it's local and we have so many clients and they come see us for generations. They're great, 31 years, right? But we have a company called Zydex, X-I-D-A-X and we sell high performance computers for gaming, for uh, content creating, for developers, streamers online, right? And mm-hmm. you'll see like uh, Mr. B, Steve Aoki, people like that use our computers. And people are like, man, if they if they're using that kind of equipment, then this is probably good equipment, right? That's awesome. Just like a guitar, you know, if you see a famous person use a good guitar, you're like, that guitar. So that's become the biggest tech company we have. And we have customers like Amazon, Sony, uh, Intel, I mean big companies, you know, that are that are buying them to develop video games, create movies, professional streaming. Okay um but that's um that's that's my one of my favorite companies right now
0: so i love retail
1: but online is great because online the world is your oyster you can sell anywhere right which is cool
0: yeah there's no limits yeah do you have uh people that are outside of the united states
1: yes yes yes
0: that's great middle east and
1: europe and you know it's easier to sell domestically though it is much easier to sell within the u.s okay because sometimes you have weird taxes and hoops to jump through okay i see yeah
0: so then you have the local community pc laptops you have the tech company what else are you focusing your time on right now i obviously the fund
1: yeah well you know with crypto and stocks um you know so in 2014 i built the biggest bitcoin mining facility in utah people thought it was crazy i didn't put a lot of money into it actually because remember we sell computers so I had a whole warehouse full of computers and video cards. So we just mined them. For, we didn't pay any money for equipment. We already had it right. Um, so smart. But in 2017, I sold 75% of my crypto and bought buildings.
0: Oh, you turn it into real estate.
1: Yeah, because real estate five. it's gambling. So, I mean, it, it crazy stuff like crypto is high risk, you know. But yeah. you know it's kind of like you know if you go to Vegas and let's say you want 10 grand you know maybe peel off a few grand buy yourself a purse buffet pay the hotel you know yeah. pay for dinner then you feel like you got a free trip right Yeah So that's that's what I did made a lot of money in crypto crypto bitcoins hit, went from a, we were mining them for $130 each and they went up to 19,000
0: Oh my gosh
1: So I a bunch of, we sold 75 percent I was just buying like building software freeware
0: I love so much that you <laughs> took it you cashed it out to buy real estate
1: well then it dropped from 19 grand to like 3200
0: oh my gosh but by then you had sold
1: no <laughs> most a lot yeah, of it yeah. yeah I still kept 25 percent of it but here's hindsight because like crypto bitcoin today is like 24 25 grand so yeah you know, but I did the math real estate since 2017 Compared to crypto from 2000, or like Bitcoin from 2017, though, real estate went up significantly higher, plus tax deductions. So real estate was a better investment. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> it was better. Yeah, yeah. so, you, could, so yeah, yeah. you you should not put more than 10% of your liquid cash into crypto or crazy stocks. You know?
0: Yeah, I definitely see it as more of my pay money. Um, and I, And I stay under 5% for sure with that. Yeah, uh, but
1: but keep it though because people ask me how much money did you actually put into crypto, and I said about twenty grand, and I got all these buildings from that twenty grand.
0: That is incredible. Yeah,
1: so you need a moonshot, um because some of the crypto like Ethereum when we bought went up thirty two thousand percent, thirty two thousand wow. percent. You can do that off of a hundred grand investment at twenty grand investment. That's insane. That's, that's like insane. moonshot. That's like life-changing stuff, yeah. you know?
0: But also those moonshots are very, very rare.
1: They happen in life. Yeah. Every decade or so. Yeah. I- as long as you have moonshot exposure, you're going to hit the big one. That's you awesome. only got to hit one. Yeah. And it's money that if you lost, you wouldn't be sad about. You'd be like, well, it like sucks, that. but I had yeah. fun when I learned something from it. Yeah. That's why we give like the free mastermind to our events Yeah, for our investors, right? So they can come and meet other entrepreneurs kind of
0: people. instead of having and to pay for it. Events. Yeah. They're, so, they're so great. We're doing they're another
1: so, one. We're doing another one.
0: Yeah, I, I got the invitation oh, yeah. for it. It's so fun. And uh, you and Bridger are, seem to have such a great relationship. And I can see how that came together so easy. It was funny. I actually had a couple friends come in last month. They're like, "Hey, we're here to learn. Uh, We're here for an event to learn about fundraising." And then I'm like, "Who are you here to see?" And it was Bridger. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, "Oh, I actually invest in his Mm -hmm. fund." So it's it's cool to see good people doing big things. And I want to switch gears a little bit with you because I know that um, you have been extremely successful and. And I, there's this other side of you that's very giving. And, you know, we talked about this, the heart in it. What would you say has been the biggest fulfillment that you've experienced in your journey as a leader, as an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, it's sitting under entre- other entrepreneurs. You mentioned uh, Mike and Toby Roberts from City Creek. Yeah. So we went to sushi back in 2007 or something. And they're like, what do we do? I'm like, your marketing's terrible. Like... You, I, you're so I, I go you're a mortgage company you're so boring yeah. like you guys are like really handsome people you need to take a billboard make your teeth really white get a good tan and they and, did yeah and like <laughs> i go, and Mike we need to give you a new name I'm Dan the laptop man in computers that's my nickname yeah I'm like she just call you mortgage Mike or something crazy like that like oh
0: my gosh Mike. brilliant
1: and so I'm like so go get those billboards stick them up everywhere give people like an added value and so they come up with the idea of putting the mortgage rates on there so even to this day, when I drive down the freeway, I see their beautiful smiles with their tans and their big white teeth. And then I'm like, oh, and rates are on average for a 30 year at 6.2 or whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, so
1: that's you. a service. That's like a stock ticker.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, very true. they did that. And you're friends are them and like they, they scale. So when I see friends and followers and, you know, students execute and actually make big wins and they're good people. It's just like,
0: Aww.
1: yeah, and it comes back, though, yeah. Be it though,, uh, I don't do it just for philanthropy because there is a a positive mental reinforcer, right? So I think I've done the math on it. Like I feel like for every this much one percent like give that I give, somehow, whether it's now or ten years from now, the universe comes back a thousandfold. like it's automatic. So
0: th- I'm inherently
1: trained. To want to help people because I know life's going to get even better for me. Yeah. So there is something in it, uh, you know.
0: Very not immediate,
1: not immediate, but sometimes immediate. But you know. I love that. Feels good. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs)
0: Um, that's so gorgeous and beautiful. And you're right. I feel like life supports more of what supports life. So it's coming back to you, and the universe has your back. And what about leadership? you I know you're a great leader how have you found people to build up in that platform like how what are some specifics that you do to help people become better leaders themselves in your organization
1: so the first is you you buy when you when you you pay to buy the heart not the hand Mm. so when you hire employees you're not buying their labor you're buying their heart But to buy their heart, you need to find out what they want in three areas, physically, financially, personal development, spiritually, right? Intrinsically, right? So if you can sit down with them and truly, like, write down when you hire them, like, and just ask them, like, what do you want, you know, and help them write it down. Like, that's what I do to hit my goal. So I'm helping them. And then check in with them and help them when you're doing, like, your check-in every quarter or whatever how you doing? Oh, you look like you're looking very trim. You know, well, yeah. yeah, I've been walking in my dog and lifting weights, doing aerobics or whatever. Cool. Um, So you've been saving money. Yeah. I've been investing. I made a ton of money on this stock and bought my first real estate property, right on, you know, yeah. internally. Oh, I've been sleeping eight hours a day doing yoga meditation. I feel really happy. Rad. And then you help them move their goals higher. If you do that with people, then you're buying the heart, not the hand. Because I've had people that say, Dan, hey, I'm making great money with you, but I have this other opportunity where I can make double, but I'm not going to go because I need the help in these other areas. And it means a lot to me because that other company, I know they don't give a crap about me Mm. and they'll just lay me off because I'm a number one day. But here it's like, feel like you care and I care, you know? And if, when you do that with your people, They do that with the people they hire with the become managers and leaders, right? So pretty simple formula. That's
0: beautiful. And it's this compound effect. It keeps on living. Yeah. Keeps on going. How you said, it's this ripple across the community and furthermore. So congratulations on everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to finish our time together today, I feel like I could continue talking to you for hours. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful for your time. Um, Just one last question. So what would you say to that younger entrepreneur that is seeking long-term success? What would be the best piece of advice that you could tell them?
1: Find mentors. And mm-hmm. how you do that is you follow the people you want to be like that have intelligence, energy, um, and the things that you know they're putting out, those things that you want to be. They're who you want to be. So I would go on social media and find three people that are real like that, that have a good history, right? And watch for how you can help them.
0: Not the fakes.
1: Yeah. Watch for how you can help them because they're going to be like, hey, here's a GoFundMe for my niece. And you know they have enough money just to help or whatever. But maybe they're just trying to rally some support, emotional support. Mm-hmm. Like be someone who engages with them, shows up to their events and those kind of things, you know? Yeah. And 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 really gives first before you ask.
0: Oh, that's huge. The
1: second place to find free mentors without paying a penny this high-end nursing homes. So if you go to like ones in the more affluent areas, there's usually these um, retirement communities. And if you ever go in there, because my parents were at one before they passed away, there's a lot of lonely old people because their kids ignore them. You should go get a a whole bag of stuffed animals, like child safe ones. You want to get child safe ones, right? And, and, or balloons or something that they're allowed to have. You got to ask the front desk and just ask them, can I go talk to the people and hand these out? You know, and sometimes they'll have a nurse go with you
0: Really. and you
1: tell everybody, Hey, tell me your story. And older folks will tell you the story. Those, a lot of these nursing homes cost 10,000 a month per person. Wow. So if they're in there, their insurance is probably not covering it. They're writing a check. They're wealthy. I've met so many people worth hundreds of millions of dollars in nursing homes.
0: That is such an incredible idea. I've never heard anyone say.
1: Tell me your story and they will teach you for free. They will talk until you like all day (laughs) because like their kids are being douchebags and not visiting them or they don't have kids.
0: Yeah. They're lonely.
1: Yeah. So you just give them your time and love and care. Like you're talking to them, you know, and Perfect. You could even just bring a puppy and walk around, and let a pet the puppy <laughs> or a cat or something, you know, or treats That's or something. So Older folks love treats, you know. I love it. Um,
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to add one more question. Okay. We'll make it quick because yeah. it came to mind. So, right now in this current market, where would you be focused on investing?
1: <laughs> Our dollar cost average into good quality stocks, um, good quality crypto um, as well. I'd probably pick the two largest cryptos, you know, and just put a little amount. So if it goes to zero, you wouldn't freak out. If you are a credited investor, they can probably reach out to you. You can put them in touch with me if they want professionally managed. Um yeah. be careful home gaming, because you can get hurt and don't do trading. That's very bad. Um, and then also if you have a lot of extra cash liquidity, I would invest into your business infrastructure and strengthen the things that need to be strengthened. Um but also there's some killer deals on real estate starting to pop up just about now. Ooh. I've been getting like five, six deals a week in my inbox. And they're, they're actually getting to the point where I'm like, we're almost there. Maybe if we take another half percent rate hike, yeah. I'm going to pull the trigger on one or two of these.
0: Oh my god! Because it's
1: just about the mathematics and cash flow, you know, um, but work extra hard and then eat like, I don't know, veggies and grass finished meat or something. And that's it. Just a little bit <laughs> an intermittent fast every day. So you're not, you're living very frugal, you know, don't take expensive vacations. Stupidest thing right now. Take all that because everything is on sale. Like don't buy dumb stuff. So good. Mm.
0: Dan, you're incredible. You're a mentor to many of us. And it's truly an honor to have you here today.
1: Oh, I got to give my link. Okay. So yeah. 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 So you guys know
0: that was my next question. How can someone reach out to you?
1: At Dan's millionaire code. Make sure it's got that verify blue check because like 5 million fake me's yes
0: I get them all the time just
1: block the fake one some of them go away (laughs) but follow the one with the blue check on Instagram and I actually check I don't use any of my employees to manage my messages there
0: you're responding to most that's me yeah that's pretty rad
1: that's the only platform that I do the rest on my a lot of my emails and stuff (laughs) I I have people
0: sure so Instagram handle say it one more time
1: uh dan's millionaire code
0: dan's millionaire code everyone thank you so much for your time for your willingness to share with all of us and guys be smart out there uh don't don't be so focused on just becoming overnight success and uh, that's just not the long-term gain so thanks to dan and have a beautiful day everyone Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share this space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.